0: Tell you what, Archy, this is the life, in it?
1: Oh, I love it. Choppy waves, oh, crab lines in. Yeah, I've
0: got, I've got, to, I've got two crab lines in. A moment. Yeah, no. you? I've yeah, only well, got I... my one, but I've got a bugger all. My bucket's empty. Well, same here, but that's why I put another line in. Yeah. I just ah. don't know where the bloody crabs are today. I, I mean, I've, I. You know what I mean? I've got the smell of crabs in my nose, but oh, cool.
1: none to be seen. You that's know, it's weird, innit? Though the country, I can hear the little claws and everything. They've got to be around here somewhere. Yeah, I want a crab weird. sandwich, Phil. Yeah, yeah.
0: I do. That's all yeah. I want. I want a nice steam crab sandwich. But you know what I mean? It's, it's just not happening. They're not. They're not nipping well, It's still not nipping at all. Shall we call it a day? Or what? Right. Well. Best. Why don't you come over here then, and we'll get, we'll make off then. Yeah. yeah. You,
1: go on, get, you grab your bucket. Right. I've got it here now. It's oh, time. wait up! Oh. No, what, what's back Oh my God! You're covered in them. You've got you're ah. like Indiana Jones, mate. You've got thirty crabs ah. on your back. Oh God! Let me get in a bucket. Jesus Christ! There are fucking pins everywhere. Stay still, mate. Stay still. Yeah, I've got a oh, last oh. one. Was, oh, <laughs> they're looking all over you, mate. <laughs> nippy little bastards. Were you covered <laughs> <bastards. laughs> in muscles or something? What's happening? Oh, oh look life. at all these. Old. Let's get him indoors, mate. We've got get him indoors. there <laughs> about
0: 30 of oh, them. Get, get him inside. Get him in the pot. Oh, there mate. we go, oh, oh, Up the stairs now. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So here we go. In through, in through the door now. I mean, I mean yeah. Are you Close shutting it? Yeah. There oh, we go. All, all closed up. Right. Yeah. Get, Get them, get them in pot inside in that cold water. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll cook them up later. They're quite happy. Yeah,
1: they're in. They're in. They're all swimming about. They're all nipping each other. But yeah, (laughs) it's better than your back. Well, I'm, I'm,
0: I didn't get nipped out quite quite lucky there, I didn't get nipped at all. I
1: believe you didn't notice the way, you were like armoured oh, with them.
0: Oh, unbelievable, <laughs> lovely stuff though. Hey, we, it's turned out alright, hasn't it? We're
1: not <laughs> at least we didn't waste that three hour out
0: there. But. Oh, we'll, right. I'll tell you what, come and have a sit at the table here, we'll, yeah, we'll have a bit of a chill out now, a bit of chill out. Because I think it's time for a little bit of the old Kraken Cove, don't you? Oh, cool, have you been casting? I've been casting our kid. The light has been out there. Lovely. He's been he's been looking at all the different stories and things just just for you. the facts. <laughs> yeah. So what we'll do first, I'm just going to introduce myself. So uh, I'm Matt and I'm Benny and this is Crack and Cove. Yeah, it's the, it's the podcast that shines a beacon onto the bazaar. Nice. So yeah, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to sh- I'm going to shine my light out and I'm going to tell you a few little stories. Ooh, lovely. So sound good? Are you comfy? Yes, I am. All sat down, ready. Good stuff, this is what we like, so, well the first thing I've seen today is actually it's a new story from this week and it's a bit batshit, mm, um, I like
1: the crazy ones,
0: yeah, have you seen what Elon Musk and his his girl, his girl girlfriend Grimes, I mean she's about, sort of, I don't know, 20 or something and <laughs> he's about
1: 50, but um,
0: have you seen they've had a baby?
1: I Have another one where, you know. When he's, I just find him a bit freaky. I do need to look into him because I find that satellite thing he's got all freaking. I, I, I don't know anything about the dude really. I know he's a freaky dude. and He went on Joe Rogan smoking pot, and he sent a car up. But I know, he, I didn't even look at the baby's name. I knew it were a lot of shitty numbers, and I just thought, oh, another
0: time I'll do it. I mean, time. I can't even pronounce this, but it's, it looks to be spelled X A E A twelve. That oh, is God. what they have. That's, that is what they have called their baby. Has he got any reason? Has he has he pronounced it or all? Cause it's well,
1: <laughs> it's just tiring, isn't it? <laughs>
0: so let's have a little look it. this. Is a BBC news story, right? Aye. So Elon Musk and singer Grimes have confirmed they have named their baby X. I'm going to call it E because it listen, an A and E sort of stuck together. So it's yeah. X A A12, right? Mm-hmm. So the SpaceX CEO announced the birth of their son on Monday. It's his mum and baby are all good, he said on Twitter. He posted that the child would be called X-A-12, Musk. <laughs> musk isn't a <laughs> good musk. name anyway, doesn't it? It's not, it's nice,
1: like, it? Horrible. In it, you know, smell my It's musk.
0: like a beaver's arse. It's <laughs> <laughs> in it, yeah.
1: some badgery kind of gland or something.
0: Yeah. So, so Musk and his girlfriend later offered an explanation to her followers on social media. So Grimes... Which Grimes so, Musk. Can you imagine that? Hasn't
1: uh, it? I'm
0: about to say that's a funny name, is it? Grimes You say she's a singer or some Yeah, like a yeah, drink, right? she's she's singing. She's she's really really popular. She's really big, but she's only young. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so people thought it was not serious at first, but no, it has been confirmed, right? So the Canadian singer Grimes, real name Claire Boucher, um, explained the name's meaning to her fans. So the A E it's a ligature of A and E known as Ash. Oh, so it's called... He's, he say Ash is that, apparently. Oh, saying A and together. And it appeared in Latin and Old English, but has mostly fallen out of use. However, in some languages, such as Danish, Norwegian, and Icelandic, Ash is classed as a letter. Oh, so the singer has used Ash before, naming a song off her latest album, For Ash M, which I don't, I don't know what that means. So the A12 part is a Lockheed plane built for the CIA. It was known by designers during its development as Archangel. And it's actually I have a look at a picture of this and it's actually the plane. Remember the Lockheed Blackbird? Uh
1: yeah, I do. Yeah, it was spy yeah. plane. Yeah, yeah. They...
0: It was super cool spy plane. Well, it's the one just before that and it was called Archangel. I and mean, it looks very much like it. But it's it is a very fucking cool plane. Yeah, yeah. So she also claims does this uh, does Grimes that um Archangel is a favorite song. But does not explain who the song is by, so that don't <laughs> help, does it? <laughs> it so you help, know, no, yeah.
1: <laughs> could be a him or out, could it, really. Yeah.
0: So it, it remains unclear how the name is pronounced. However, when someone on Twitter asked Musk whether it could be X Ash Archangel, Musk liked the comment, giving the biggest clue as to how it might sound. Mm. Now, so they're saying, is it legal to call your kid something so bloody stupid? And it's thought. Um, thought that the Grimes may have given birth in california where certain names cannot be registered all right
1: well i thought musk can you know elon musk can say any kind of name cuz he can call bloody british pot as bloody pedos can't yeah, <laughs> he he's got
0: carte blanche to be the nastiest bastard he wants yeah. because he's got lots and lots of money right. so really... because it's been because it's been in california uh, the rules there stipulate that you can have no pictographs so, um, so for example, any sort of like image letters, right, ideograms, yeah, yeah. I don't want an ideogram, or oh, diacritical, diacritical marks. That'll do, that'll do. So, what yeah. the hell? Diacritical so basically no bullshit,
1: you got to have a proper name.
0: Yeah, and so the names have to consist of the 26 letters of the alphabet, right? Mm-hmm. So in New Zealand, the real na- the name for real fell foul of authorities because names cannot start with a number. So there's, there's quite a few places yeah, around yeah. the world where you're not allowed to sort of do this.
2: Yeah, yeah. But
0: uh, in in 2014 in Scotland, though, three babies in Scotland were named M, R and T. Oh. And other names people have chosen, according to the national records of Scotland, include Dakari and Spartacus. <laughs> Spartacus is <laughs> alright, you know. I mean? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so these unusual names aren't near. The census records during the 18th and 19th centuries reveal people named King's Judgment, Noble Fall, and get this. Can you imagine me call this one Cholera Plague?
1: What? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> why would you name your little baby that? Yeah, why well, would you didn't oh, even him cholera
0: a plague? You know that's a bit bizarre, isn't it? you, oh, know, this is you really don't like it Absolutely bizarre, but I mean, this is the sort of um, this is a thing now we see with, uh, with with Musk. He, as you quite rightly say, seems to be able to do what he wants, and he yeah. can sort of like uh, he can thrust himself into space whenever he likes. You he's know, he's just boom. like
1: a Bond villain to me. You know what I mean? He's he yeah, yeah into I think he's a yeah. Bond villain.
0: now, you see. Um, the good thing about looking up into space, and that's where we're going now, we're going to cast, Ooh, cast the light up into space. Gold, I like it. Scientists may have just discovered a parallel universe leaking into ours.
1: May I believe in all this sort of stuff, but yeah. oh, please tell me this is ace. I'm
0: gonna, go on. Yeah, so this is by Heather Pierce for a, a website called Upriser.com mm-hmm. We may have just, for the first time ever, caught a tantalising glimpse of a parallel universe bumping against our own.
1: Oh, sweet.
0: Yeah. So scientists say that the signals from the farthest reaches of space suggest that the fabric of our universe is being disrupted by another universe. Cool. The discovery could provide proof of the multiverse theory, which I'm a big believer in. Yeah, yeah. And I think you are as well, aren't I you? Yeah? yeah. Which says that there may be many alternate universes. So what it is, is Dr. Rangaram Chari examined the noise and residual signals in the cosmic microwave background left over from the big bang and found a number of scattered bright spots which he believes may be signals of another universe bumping into our own billions of years ago oh cool so, I mean, I don't know how you'd tell that's what that is. It's not something I'd be able to sort of work out, you it know. is,
1: isn't it? Like, we are on about a couple of weeks back, your yeah, episodes back. It just, the advancement of it is just mind-blowing for us, isn't it? You know, just get comprehend it on our level. It's just, how can you possibly <laughs> yeah. tell?
0: Oh, absolutely. And it, it says here that the, uh, so Dr. Ram Chari, he says he's a, he's a researcher at the California Institute of Technology in Pasadena. And he examined data from the cosmic microwave background gathered by the European Space Agency's Planck Space Telescope. And within the glow left over from the moments after the Big Bang, he discovered a number of spots where the microwave light was far brighter than it should be. And he claims that these may be signals caused by the interaction between our universe and another one a few hundred thousand years after the Big Bang. So, yeah. these noises, it's almost like it's almost like friction of two yeah. realities grinding up against each other.
1: Oh, that is so super cool. Yeah.
0: And he says, according to New Scientist, which is first reported, Dr. Chari's research, this is akin to two bubbles bumping into each other. These so-called yeah. bubble universes, w- which are expanding within the multiverse, bumped into each other as they expanded after the Big Bang, leaving an imprint on each other's outer surfaces. And I think that's absolutely madness. It is, I I, it mean, is I do.
1: I, blowing. I love it, though. I proper love it.
0: Well, my my sort of thinking of these things with multiverses and stuff like this, I I don't think the kind of I don't see them as being a distance away. Yeah. I sort of think of them as being almost like overlapping that you could almost reach through.
1: Yeah, yeah, you I, I, know, I, 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 exactly. What I I heard it described once, and it was, you know just to get your head around it that it's it's an infinite number of multiverses, so it just goes on forever, and the, yeah. The, eventually, yeah, there'll be a multiverse where you're an elephant and you're doing your normal job but we're all elephants or something because everything's possible because it goes on forever. But it's like a book, you know what I mean? So each page of, of the book is a universe so the ones you're on one page, the page yeah. next to you, there'll be a slight difference to that multiverse, you know, to that universe. Right, if You yeah. go like a thousand pages away, and it would be quite a bit different. You know, you go for a couple oh, of right. mile page width away, and yeah, it'll be something really bizarre, but the ones closest to us, the ones that we're mingling with, and like you said, we can almost touch, it's overlapping, is just a tiny little bit different than ours, you know what I mean? I thought yeah. that's fascinating, I love that. It is
0: absolutely bizarre, isn't it? So Dr. Chari came to his conclusions by using models of the cosmic microwave background and subtracting it from Planck's pictures of the entire sky. He then removed signals from stars, gas, and dust. So with all these things removed, all that should have been visible in the images was noise. Right, so just like a a background noise. However, Dr. Chari reports that instead he found scattered patches that were four and a half thousand times brighter than they should be. It is. they are thought to have come from an era of the universe's evolution known as the recombination, when electrons and protons first combine to create hydrogen. And this era has a distinctive oh. spectrum of colour due to the limited number of atoms around, and hence has a unique appearance, and anomalies can be easily spotted.
1: Oh, so wow, I love that there's some dude out there doing this sort of stuff. Really clever dude.
0: I love it too, and I love the fact that they're doing it for just for us, basically for us to find it, expanding our knowledge. And, and it also is going to be one of these cases now where, I'm not sure, I think it was uh, Einstein no, said yeah. something like, um, I think it's when technology gets to a level which is so infinitely greater than ours, results to say, for example, if aliens were doing this, that the, yeah. what they are capable of to us, you won't be able to tell the difference between that and actual magic it, just, it will just appear like magic and to be honest the guys on our I mean somebody who can do this amazing skills like this it seems like magic to me you know yeah
1: I don't even understand telly you know when you look at telly you think oh you take it for granted but when this you look is at it. it wait a minute it's a good, like your camera there and it sends through the you know through the space and like Wi-Fi and that I'm like wait a minute what the fuck is Wi-Fi? how can that
0: amazing world mate it's an amazing world need to do is, me and you, we need to come out of space, because it's a bit beyond us, isn't it? You know I mean? We're all... I've got to say, I love it, but I've got to get
1: in a bit of an edit with that one, trying to comprehend it. I know, we're just a <laughs>
0: pair of simple lighthouse keepers, we don't need that sort of I thing. am. So... <laughs> so what we need to do is look at something we can get our heads around, right? Yeah, please. So this headline is, A Tiger Sculpture Sparks Armed Police Response.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all love <of> which country? <laughs> well, it's in the UK. So lovely. Uh, yeah. I hoped it were a country without tigers it was like oh I've just seen a tiger near Morrison
0: <laughs> 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 so this is a BBC news right so armed police and a helicopter were scrambled <laughs> to reports of a tiger on the loose in the countryside only to find <laughs> the wild animal was a life size model <laughs> <laughs> so have you uh, hey, have a look at this piece of paper here you might be able to have a look That's at a this look. yeah he can have a little picky it, picky. It. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the tiger that came to tea. It it's is. kind of got that. It's got that warped kind of weird look to it. it, has hasn't. it. <laughs> I a mean, it, He looks like the tiger that came to tea. <laughs> <laughs> and it drank all daddy's beer. I know. I'd be
0: twatting him if he drank all my beer. I'll tell oh. you that.
1: One. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wrestling that tiger.
0: Yeah. So let's have a little look at the story. So. Officers responding to the, <laughs> to the call in Under River in Kent on Saturday were met by the sculpture's creator. He says, all
1: right, cool. So he won't just dump yeah. someone had done it and he's, like, whittling away
0: at Yeah, so she says, uh, I took them down
1: to the sculpture
0: where they all had a good laugh and took lots of photographs said artist Juliet Simpson. Eighty-five! Right, yeah. So Kent Police said it found there was no animal and no risk to the public. (laughs) So told by a neighbour that police were investigating reports of a loose big cat, Mrs Simpson set off up the lane near her home.
1: Out of the field opposite came a whole crowd of armed police who by then (laughs) knew that it was all a false alarm and I said... Would they like to be introduced to my real live
0: tiger? Oh, God. Which she told she told BBC Radio Ken. I think that's a bit weird, isn't it?
1: What well, she she likes some bloody what's that? Well,
0: Joe exotic or whatever. Well, it is. this is it. But I mean, she's <laughs> claiming it looks re- very real, and it's meant to look real. All um, oh, right, so she hasn't got a real one somewhere. No, I think she's still... But you don't right. say that to armed police, do you, really? Cause you don't. No, you've got to be very careful what you yeah. say to them. So the wire and resin artwork has been in place in Woodlands near a public path for at least 20 years, and he's now rather dilapidated. All oh, right. so she hadn't not just...
1: Because I was getting confused I thought she'd made it and dragged it up woods being 80. I think, what's she doing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so luckily, it all turns out it's like a. Uh, it's all a false alarm. But as you say, I think it looks like the tiger that came to tea. And I, I'm... I'm, yeah. I'm I'm a yeah. fan of that. I think it looks great.
1: God, it's, it's bizarre that she's like making tigers, though. Isn't it? You know, and dumping them in woodland. Even if it
0: was 20 years ago when she was 60 or whatever. Well, this still It's he, like, all very well and good, but until it all sort of like it all goes a bit pear shaped, and you know, like you say, next thing you know, the Am Police rock up and start shooting it with machine guns. You know, you don't be wanting that here, really. You know, no, you
2: don't. <laughs> Ergens liever dan baan, waar ik zo lang wil komen, daar waar geen leed kan bestaan.
0: You see, that that tiger's pretty harmless, isn't it? You know, yeah, there's yeah. nothing dangerous about that, right?
1: It's a nice little folly, isn't it? If you're going for a while, you're like, Oh, fuck, a tiger. And you're like, Oh, no, it ain't a tiger. It's just that tiger that came from say You look alike, you know. I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. But it, d-
0: d- there's, there's a thing on the moment in the news which uh, which people have been talking about which might be dangerous. All right. And this is equally stripey. Ooh. So here's the headline. you got more pickies. You've got a little picky here Feared Giant Murder Hornet. Filmed killing a Whoa. mouse in less than a minute.
1: Ugh, look at the size of that. It's a fucking... Sh- oh, poor little mouse. I know. Oh, shit. There is a
0: video... Wait, wait, well, don't say it's England again. Which country is this? Well, the, I, I, I. do you know, it's, it's further down the story, but it's not in the UK. I don't think we know where it is that this has happened, but right. these hornets are on the way. They're off. They're kind of passing... They're going through America at the moment, and they're all kind of on the way here. <laughs> So when I were a kid, I mean that was a big thing with killer bees. Terrified of killer bees when I were a kid. Yeah, One of the biggest yeah. things to be frightened of. It's like was it was a killer bee, uh, and yeah. and now we've got beating killer bees hands down. We've got murder hornets.
1: Oh man, that looks so aggressive! Does that thing? Look at the size of its ass.
0: Oh, how terrible. So this is a story from Tom Davidson from the Daily Mirror, and it says there are fears the Asian giant hornet, nicknamed the murder hornet could wipe out the bee populations in North America. They are normally native to the climates of East Asia, where they kill. Right, and a deadly murder horn. It was filmed locked in a vicious battle with a mouse twice its size. <laughs> Just what he's saying, where they kill, and they kill what? Everything, and it's like he's having a
1: proper fight with a mouse. I feel a bit stiff oh, I, I think so. It says
0: so. That it, it showed that he's killing the. I mean, when you look at footage of it, you see what's actually happened is this mouse, this this thing's climbed on this mouse's back, and he's stinging the living shit out of this poor oh, little mouse, and he can't go. In. It's horrible. See, I'm not, I'm not going to post. Link to it because it's yeah. too horrible to say. But I will put, put a little, little yeah. I'll put a little picture up so we can have a look at that. Uh, and a picture of this hornet at one point. The mouse manages to jerk away in a last feeble attempt at freedom, but in less than a minute, the mouse finally concedes and lays dead on the sidewalk. And the Asian, oh. yeah, and the Asian giant hornet flies away.
1: And it's like, so he's done it for no good, has it? you know, he ain't going to eat the mouse or do it. he's just having a proper popper.
0: Oh, he's just been a bastard. Yeah, he's been a bastard, God. and it, and these things I have to say they are really big. Have you have you ever seen a hornet in the UK?
1: I don't think I have. No, you know, I've seen. I hate wasps. You know, love bees, hate wasps. But hornets are all a bit of a mystery to me, to be honest.
0: Well, the, the the one on this piece of paper here that's that's again that's a giant Asian hornet. But I have seen a hornet in the UK only once. The more the more prevalent down south, um, but yeah. up here, you know, up near the curve, uh, you don't see many of them. But I saw one once. Uh, and it was absolutely fucking massive. And it's and oh, it sounds God. like a miniature helicopter when it's flying. Oh, it, it, Jesus. it sounds mechanical. Uh, um, but the thing is with hornets, generally speaking, they are actually pretty placid. They're not something that will come and attack you and have a go at you. But yeah, one of the yeah. things they do do is they do attack beehives. That's the sort of thing that's oh. really sort of like bad about them. So let's have a little look at what's happening now. So the large insects are normally native to the climates of East Asia where they kill roughly 50 people a year, right? So they do <laughs> kill, right?
1: Oh, are the swarm
0: killers then? Is it literally a swarm of them? Yeah? Well, let's have a little look. I'll have to, have to have a look at this. I don't think they are, but we'll find out. Um, so there's been several sightings since November 2019 uh, on the west coast of North America, and it's not known how they've arrived. So Asian giant hornets are more than double the size of honeybees and have a wingspan measuring more than three inches. Oh that's Yeah. The the insects also have a large stinger filled with venom called, uh, which contains neurotoxin which is capable of causing both cardiac arrest and anaphylactic shock. Oh god. So you think, whoa a, a beekeeper, Conrad Berube told <laughs> he <laughs> that's a good name, isn't it? Yeah well, I... And he says he's recently been attacked by a swarm of murder hornets on a, on Vancouver Island. Oh, so
1: he's a swarm in mean, Imagine a swarm of them
0: bastards at you I know. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it must be just terrifying the idea of something like this. And he and he described it as being like having red hot thumbtacks being driven into his flesh. Oh! And he was even he was left bleeding from the attack, oh, which is god. even worse. If you've had a bee sting, it's just like a little red dot, and it yeah, goes all yeah. swollen. But to be actually bleeding from these things—that's like punctured, isn't it? Like it's, oh god. Yeah, oh, and the way where they actually work, you see, is the insects are ferocious and can decimate entire beehives in just hours. So, last November, a beekeeper in Washington State found thousands and thousands of his honeybees with their heads torn off.
1: Also, they're not even eating the bees? They're just tearing their head off. They're after the honey or something, what?
0: I think they're after the honey. So oh, what they do is they, they raid the hive. They
1: rip heads off little
0: bees. I, I have actually seen film footage of them doing this, and the way they go about it is they just land on the beehive, they go in... And then just, they've got these massive pincers on the front of their heads, right? And they just go around, just like a pair of wire cutters. They go around snipping off all the bees' heads that try to come near them. Oh, God, that is so...
1: Poor little bees. They're having it fucking
0: hard, aren't they, the last few years? Yeah, but the great thing is, I don't know if you've ever seen how bees get round and kill hornets. No, no. They, no, it's amazing what they do. Is what they do is they, they go, they uh, the I think they call it bundling them. And what they do is all the bees just climb onto the hornet, right? Grip hold of it as hard as they can and cover the hornet in just bees. And then what they do is they vibrate to the bees. Cool. And the heat builds up oh, and they wow. cook they cook the hornet.
1: Oh, that is incredible. Cause yeah. a little, they do a little dance anyway, don't they? When they pass each other, they'll do a little dance and they'll say, you know, yeah, a good yeah waggle, dance. Yeah, yeah, waggle dance. But they do a little waggle microwave killing machine. Yeah, so I think there's a
0: particular temperature that the the, the uh, hornet can stand. Yeah, and yeah. the bees have the physical ability to go above that temperature. It's not like, you know, it's not they're not going like 100 degrees. Yeah, but they're yeah. getting to that point of, of a temperature where the hornet can't stand it anymore. Waggle the little asses like holy hell Aww. and cook, cook the hornets. Oh, God, but, I'm glad they've got a defence against them. Well, they have, but unfortunately, see, that's the bees in Asia have learned to do that. Yeah. Whereas, unfortunately, bees in uh, Europe and uh, America, uh, they don't know how to do it yet. They haven't oh, learned how to do no. it. So, the wide open and the viciousness of the, of the murder hornet. So let's just hope that they don't come over here. Oh to see, I think we've had a, uh, enough from the east, haven't we? I uh... know no, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, we can't blame, we can't blame the east, for, the Asians for everything. <laughs> 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 If you think about it the idea of like a, a murder hornet's bad, isn't it? So, the idea you know, like a, a, a bees and wasps can be a bit nasty, but the next thing you know, you have to pep it up with a murder hornet. Well, that's not good, is it? <laughs> it's not good at all, they're terrifying, mate. Well, this is it. So, so the thing is now, um, it's I mean, what how do you feel about spiders? I'm fine
1: with spiders, you know what I mean? And All like, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not scared of it's the It's the flying stuff that gets me. It's mainly wasps. I just don't like a wasp. I'm not really scared of them. I'm quite prone to just giving one a clout, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, that's it. I safe. just Get don't, don't the way, like yeah. them. They're just, they're yeah. A bit of spiders, like... I don't understand you, you like stood there screaming, ah, ah, and it's slowly walking toward you. You're scurrying quite fast. It's like it's got to climb up. What's he going to do when it gets there?
0: I don't Well, it. that's the thing. It's not, it's not something that's going to be terrifying. But the thing is, there you see, this particular spider, it, it could probably do an awful lot of damage if it got near you. Well, what have we got? No, what we've got here, we've got a 100 million year old spider with a scorpion tail. And it's found being found set in amber, so oh, if you have a little. look
1: Yeah, at... you got me a, a, a tale from the past. I like these. Ones. Yeah,
0: have a little look at so that. So there you go. Look. You can see it set in amber. Can you see that?
1: Well, I can see two little pictures. I can see one picture looks. Those... Oh, is that so? You see its legs on either side. And then its yeah, eye that's eye. it. And then that yeah. that big thing at the back is that its stinger.
0: Well, that's its stinger, but I think mm. this is this is a, this is a smaller specimen. Yeah, but yeah. I think it was an immature specimen, so when it actually gets to full wallop. Um, oh. the old, uh, the, this one gets a bit sort of like it's a bit That's like a an Jason
1: and the Argonauts kind of monster, isn't it?
0: Ah, that's horrible. Well, <laughs> that's interesting you should say that. So let's have a little look at this then. This is this is a story by Gerald Sinclair for a, a website called awarenessact.com. So I've not heard of that one before. And it's saying, spiders and scorpions are already pretty scary to most, mm. but what if they were somehow to be the same creature? <laughs> Well, apparently, a few years ago, exactly that was found. This creature was found within some amber, and is easily 100 million years old. It's called the Shimarakni yingai, and seems to have the body of a spider, all the while also having the tail of a scorpion. Yes, it does look like something from a nightmare. It has fangs, eight legs, and somehow so much more. So what's your thoughts on that then? Oh,
1: it's bloody... I tell you what, it's terrifying, but then I thought, you know what I'd do in these situations against these beasts? Get loads of amber, you know what I mean? <laughs> loads, of, <laughs> loads of... It seems to be like dinosaurs and mosquitoes and that. i just get loads of sap, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a sap gun because I that's fucking what you need... it. I know? think that's what we need. We need a sap gun. We can find anything, <laughs> can't we? God, I tell you it's... what, the, 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 there's all, enough creatures in this, uh, this amber, isn't there, though? But God,
0: I just it's every, like that everything or, in it. Yeah. yeah. Can I can you imagine what, what would you reckon be a time when they'll find like a human trapped in amber? Let's <laughs> mess with yeah, Let's make, <laughs> make you,
1: yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, what terrifying times. Imagine you know when you have them you, you kinda of go back into the past or like so Arthur um, yeah. C. Conan Doyle, you only go to some lost world or It'd be, it'd be interesting, but you'd be shiting it, wouldn't you? From a little, you know what I mean, T-Rex, and then there's one of these things scurrying around. You're going to die within minutes, yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, yeah, we will not we won't
0: stand a chance. Jeez. So this specific spider specimen was discovered in Myanmar, which, for those who do not know, used to be known as Burma. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Th- this is a place that brings forth a lot of ambers, and this find is one for the books, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So now this spider was given the name of Shimmeracne yingai because it translates to being a shimmerer spider, according to USA Today. And that's because the shimmerer are in mythology, are a hybrid creature. So, shi- or, or, well, sh- I'm saying chimera, chimera, isn't it? That's the uh, proper way. Of it. It's a chimera, uh, yeah. and and that's like a hybrid between uh, two different things. So, you, there's lots of different types of chimera. So, you might have things like, I don't know, like a dragon snake, or you might have like a, a, a lion horse. Um, that's like a chimera. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're saying because it's it's the 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 link between two different creatures. Yeah. And that's what we've got Two we've got in got one. <laughs> two in one, that's what we get. Two for the price of one. <laughs> it's it's alright, isn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think they're any cheaper though, do you? You know, yeah. <laughs> probably deadlier. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, and it's it's but it's similar to today's black widows and huntsman spiders, um, chimera, acne yingai. Uh, it's got silk-producing spinnerets near its rear end as, too, as well. Mm-hmm. So the male of the species also has two modified appendages called pedipalps near their head. And these were used like syringes to deliver sperm to females,
2: Whoa. but
0: it also had this. Yeah, so it's got everything going wrong, you know. I mean, but it ain't
1: got a bloody cock, has it, the little bug? He's got everything. It's like a Swiss Army knife in it, but yeah, it's like tail. a Swiss <laughs> Army
0: knife. So all I can say is that I'm actually glad that it's 100 million years old and not like now. Yeah, yeah, big time. That because is horrible, I know what. I like spiders, and I like all that sort of stuff, but I wouldn't like the idea of one of these crawling around, would you? No, no. I'll tell you what, though,
1: it's quite interesting with Burma. Um, I think, like, I've always thought, you know, if you had to do an exploration, you know, like explore a country like the old days, everything's explored, innit, you know what I mean? And you think there yeah. might be a bit in Borneo or something, but I think that's pretty covered now, isn't it? Borneo? I think there's a lot of people being in and out of the jungles, it's pretty mapped.
2: Yeah, But I absolutely. think Burma,
1: you know, because all troubles and all past of it, and that, I think that's still pretty bloody wild isn't it you know it's been for a lot of years it hasn't been like a country that's open just to kind of like trek around and do exploring or scientific work from the outside I think it's still quite close a bit North korea
0: yeah well this is it these are the places where you, you know there's a potential isn't there for these sort of strange animals and oh, things like that you know? yeah, yeah still to turn yeah. up yeah yeah yeah. maybe that's what we need to do we need a little trip off to Burma <laughs> don't we
1: it, mate. <laughs> I'd be terrified <laughs> I'd shite it and then i want to come home after two days or something but the idea is obviously <laughs>
0: as you see, it's not just like the unexplored places that are dangerous. Oh, these right. places, these places closer to home, and places which are sort of like a little bit more famous or a little bit more uh, populated, which can be just as dangerous anyway. Yeah, so yeah. we've got a story here about a South Carolina manicurist was very calm as she was eaten by an alligator.
1: Yeah, very right. calm.
0: Yeah, are you so by this, an this, alligator? <laughs> I, I've I've seen this story, and it's been all over the places. This story, but this, this, I've got this one from a, a, a website called 2 Fab, right. and the uh, staff there, a staff writer, wrote this one. Here. So, a manicurist in South Carolina has been killed by an alligator. She insisted on trying to touch. Oh God. So, well,
1: she's Cynthia taking Co- a fucking photo for Instagram or out like that. You seen know, in one of them
0: knobheads that always dies. Well, well, I find this story particularly weird. You see, so Cynthia Covert, fifty-eight, was visiting a woman's home in Kiowa Island last Friday to do uh, do this woman's nails. So yeah. she's like a you know like a traveling manicurist. When she spotted the reptile near a pond, so the witness told the Charleston County Sheriff that the woman was not acting like her normal self and was more talkative and relaxed than usual. Investigators asked if her behaviour may have been drug or alcohol related and she replied that Covert came to her residence with a glass of wine.
1: What <laughs> <laughs> drew <But> him <laughs> up to it? Looks like she turned up with a glass of wine, right?
0: <laughs> but that was the only thing she saw. So so the, the, this person who's going to have her nails done, he's sort of saying, well, she turned up with a glass of wine, but there's no wrong with that. And I'm thinking, well, Mm, you know, there is I, yeah. where's, the up, where's the bottle where's the bottle now? So where's the bottle if I rocked up at your house with a glass of wine yeah i <laughs> will be, be sitting you down lad <laughs> you would be doing this is it you see so after spying the alligator she went down to have a closer look despite the woman and her husband warning her against it I hope she had a glass of wine still in like I'm just gonna go see this crocodile <laughs> you know <what> I'm, saying?
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna see down <laughs> here and <laughs>
0: Yeah, so the couple even told her that an alligator had grabbed a deer from that exact same spot just days earlier, but she replied,
1: I don't look like a deer. Oh, fucking
0: hell. <laughs> Before proceeding to try and touch the gator, right? Touch it where? You know what I mean? What's she doing? Well, that's when the predator clamped its jaws around her leg and began dragging her into the water, right? Oh, oh. The pair ran to grab a shovel to try to fend off the animal, while one threw a rope to her to try and pull her back onto the bank.
2: The victim,
0: meanwhile, she did not scream. So, Cynthia Covert was about waist deep in the water, and she stated in a very calm voice, I guess I won't do this again.
1: Oh, man, that's terrifying, is that? That's a really dark yeah. image And it, just getting slowly dragged under, and she's all calm, yeah. just looking at you. Guess I won't be doing... No, you fucking won't be doing it again, you nutter. She so must she, be
0: asshole. So she had hold of this rope, right, but that's when the alligator... When she said, I guess I won't do this again, the alligator then dragged her into the water, and she released the rope. Ugh. Uh. Covert's body was later discovered intact with several wounds to a leg. But he'd basically taken it down for a death roll and oh, drowned fucking it. Fucking nasty art that death rolls.
1: Do they squat you at bottom, I heard They'd roll you around, roll over to the eyes white. But they <laughs> roll you over at bottom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they keep
1: rolling to you out of breath. And then they can, like get you into some like roots, you know, and they'll leave you there to go all soft and nasty, and then That's they'll just it, munch yeah. you at the pleasure that's it they'll
0: load that wedgie under a log or something or, or, or between some rocks so they just keep me down they nice and gamey like a little Ooh, alligator's larder death
1: by wedgie <laughs> 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 oh.
0: An amazing story about uh, about somebody being killed by nature, right? Uh, uh, and I've got a story here about nature being killed by something.
1: I'm loving all this though. It's quite a nature special this week.
0: Aye, this is this is this is the whole thing. I've I have to be, I've been doing a bit of a nature thing. thing. Yeah, but yeah. not only is it na- nature this one. That we're going back in time. This is only a little story. <laughs> this one. Right. So we're going back to 1910. 1910. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So this is a story that's popped up. Uh, uh, I, I found it in in the archives, kind of thing. So obviously, I don't know who's written it. I don't even know what paper it's from, right? But this is the headline: Duck eats yeast, quacks, explodes. <laughs> And a man loses his eye. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> Can I just have that
1: one more time? That was so much information. Me Benny Bray would just like, I will leaping about that. Did I hear that right? Please. So I'll read it back to you.
0: <laughs> Duck eats yeast.
1: Duck eats yeast, yeah. Quacks. <laughs> Ex-
0: explodes
1: <laughs> and a man
0: loses his eye.
1: <laughs> wow, that, you know they say there's a right story in that, there's a book, there's a follow-up, there's a sequel and yeah. a prequel in
0: that, <laughs> Oh, it, get, it gets better, it gets better. So, Radamanthus's unusually fermented Sunday breakfast causes it to rise piecemeal, thus blinding its owner. This is Des Moines, Idaho, right, January the 2nd. The strangest accident recorded in local history occurred this morning when Radamanthus, that's the name of a duck, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Which took a prize at a recent Iowa poultry show, exploded into several hundred pieces.
1: <laughs> so <we'll> count them.
0: <laughs> right? One of which struck Silas Perkins in the eye, destroying the site. Whoa, how did that explode? Exactly. The cause of the explosion was the eating of yeast which was placed in a pan upon the back porch and tempted his duckship which was taking a sunday morning stroll oh, his duck ship. <laughs> <laughs> so upon returning from church mr perkins discovered his prize duck in a somewhat logy condition which means it, it, it's a bit it's looking a bit green around the gills yeah. kind of thing right telltale marks around the ye- pan of yeast gave him his clue and he was he was about to pick up the bird when the latter quacked and suddenly exploded with a loud bang oh
1: god what a sight to behold
0: yeah, I mean, <laughs> And Mr. Perkins ran into the house holding both hands over one eye. Oh, shit. A surgeon was called who found that the eyeball had been penetrated by a fragment of flying duck and gave no hope for saving the optic. Oh,
1: man, it's got to be a bit of beak or something like that, hasn't it? You know, it can't be, it's like it's, uh, I don't know, a bit of duck breast that's it got to be a bit of beak. <laughs> I, I I be be a bit, of well, it could, be, it could be any fragment of
0: bone, couldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, bones as well. Oh, shit. it could be any, He's part of this exploding duck. dead, and for it to be exploding enough power <laughs> to blind
1: <laughs> oh, a man—that <laughs> is insane. I just look. What? Well, imagine seeing that. The. would oh, no,
0: be spectacular, wouldn't it? I tell oh, you, it, I d-
1: it reminds me. I know it's totally not a duck, but have you ever seen that? You know, you see photos from the past, you know, and it's it took the photo exactly at a moment, you know what I mean? And it's oh, just yeah, bizarre. yeah, yeah. You ever see that, um, that farm? It's like a garage in the old west. The tractor tyre. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. So, the, like, a man and his son were pumping it up, weren't they? And they pumped it too yeah. so far. And it exploded. and It just fucking... They exploded with the tyre. And then a woman's yeah. turned around, and her eyes are just like, oh, my God, what... You know, that's my son and fucking husband or something. That's and it. Was, it was. It was huge yeah. Horrifying instant,
0: you know what I mean? But that explodes. But, the... but
1: a duck, you can imagine a cat, a, cat, a, cat, a
0: big farm tire. Oh, you can I mean, what imagine. What the pressure of everything fermenting. And poor little fucking Radamanthus. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's a duck, he's... Ship. Oh. Yeah, he's <laughs> duck ship. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> duck ship. He's having a little stroll on the morning. And then he's having <laughs> a little bit of a nibble of a... <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's that? Yum, yum. <laughs> y- nyom, yum. Nyom, yum bang. <laughs> I tell you, is that true? Thing. About if you you can put like if you give a duck two pence and put it you know let it eat it uh, there'll be no left at two pence in a couple of days. They've got really strong acids. They eat anything. The do. Well,
0: <clears throat> well, I don't think it's true. Um, yeah. the one thing I will say the reason why is uh, is because I know the ancient Egyptians what they used to do to actually they'd make these like you know like little um, ornamental ska- uh, scarab beetles oh yeah I've know. seen them yeah 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 well the way they used to actually get them to have like a nice pattern to the to the, uh, the finished product mm. was they used to feed them to geese or ducks ah. so they'd pass through the gullet and then the acid did attack, and there'd be all the little grindy stones that they keep in the gullet and things like this yeah, yeah. and eventually they'd come out with would, would this little thing eventually would come out and then pass them through a few times and eventually they get to this sort of like worn an amazing kind of greeny colour because the acid's right. attacked it. So I don't, th- yeah. I don't think yeah, it'd fully dissolve it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we, we have, I have actually done a little bit of research, talking to which I've done a little bit of research on another story for you, actually, going back. Oh, yeah. Which, is, yeah, which was last week. We were talking about the honey badger, weren't we? Oh, yeah, you with the ball, yeah. Well, you were thinking, you know, that they find a ball or something like that. Mm. And, and, do you know, I found no evidence whatsoever that a honey badger
1: wants a ball. Shit, it must be me dreaming this one. I'm going to do my own research. I'm sure I thought, but again... Well, do yours, but there
0: there 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 is one link to a ball with a honey badger. Ah. And what that is, is its method of attack. (laughs) <laughs> it immediately goes for the bollocks.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> it, 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 that's what he does. It, even with, with, like, say, lions or other creatures like this that want to go at it, it'll kind of scuttle underneath and immediately, if you've got a set of knackers, it goes from it and we'll just rip them clean oh, off. Jesus
1: Christ. Imagine that. You're up for you Put your dukes up. Come on, then, you know what I mean? And someone just, someone bit rips your balls off. That's exactly it. You've got something <laughs> ripping your bollocks off, something like <laughs> that. That he might have disturbed shocking. me that much. I kind of like made it a bit more you know, like fairy tale. Or yeah, <laughs> like he really likes his balls, even <laughs> <No>, he doesn't, <laughs> he likes ripping them off people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like eating yeast and things like that that's uh, that, that can be can be guaranteed to blow you up um because there's other these other threats of that you know and this is a story from from Weymouth right in the BBC, this is a BBC news story oh, yeah. Weymouth Weymouth woman threw unexploded world war 2 bomb across the garden <laughs> <laughs> She, <laughs> she did what? <laughs> she says, A woman who dug up an unexploded World War II bomb in a garden said she threw it across the lawn before she realised what it was. So Lulu Cirillo, 49, was gardening at her home in Weymouth when the, her spade struck the bomb 10 inches down. She thought it was a large stone and took it inside before taking to Facebook to ask people what they thought it was. Eventually, the bomb disposal team turned up right and they de- detonated it on Weymouth Beach at about nine o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> have
1: we got yeah. pickies here? Let me have a look at this yeah, stone bomb. Yeah, you can see, have a little look No, nope, it doesn't look yeah. like a fucking stone I me. It looks like a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> How do you mistake that?
0: Jesus, wait. Yeah. So she's chucking it about garden? Yeah. So, when, Mrs. when Ms. Cirillo dug the device up, she initially thought her pet shih tzu, Seeker, might want to play with it later. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! A <laughs> <laughs> not... yeah, shih
1: tzu ain't going play with that. You're not going to pick that up.
0: <laughs> Can, Can you, you imagine, up? though, if it did, and the little shih tzu picks it up, bites down it and blows up like flipping oh, Radamanthus? <laughs> the little shih
1: tzu? You could bloody lose your eye in London, couldn't you? Never mind with your duck going off next to you. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> shih, shih tzu <laughs> everywhere. Well, she she took it into the kitchen and cleaned it with a Brillo pad in an effort to get a closer look at her discovery. But when a Facebook user user suggested it was a bomb, she was absolutely terrified and returned it quickly to the garden before it was taken away by a bomb disposal expert. So she did the right thing in the end, didn't she? I I don't know.
1: If you've got it in your kitchen, Brillo pad out, you think... I know you don't want to blow your house up, but you think, I've had a lot of luck here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to leave the house and bomb disposal. I'm not going to bring it back yeah. to the garden.
0: You think I've touched
1: this? Well, I, I many think I might. Times. I
0: think I might take it outside, especially if I've been twanging it around. I think, you know, mm. what more could you. I had a go very I'll be, I'll be out of there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Well, hey, uh, funnily enough,
1: co- though, when I was younger uh, in my old house, and I had a knock knocking door Saturday morning one time. Busies were there. I'm like, uh, hello, can I help you? They're like, you, you got to get out well, your is that house. the police?
0: Yeah, or Is that sorry, the police? Sorry, yeah, sorry, the busies, yeah, the
1: police, <laughs> are <it>? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> and they, they said, you got to get out of your house and go to the local pub. And I was like, okay, you know what I mean? It's 10 o'clock in the <laughs> morning. And this yes, is, please. Yeah, if, if it's an order. Uh, and this basically there were a factory near me that there were... It was like all mill areas and all the rest of it. There was this giant, kind of like uh, old warehousey type look to it. Um, but yeah. it would have been a bomb making factory in the war, uh, in the war. Um, but yeah, they've, they've gone to demolish it and they found like loads of unexplored, you know, like bombs you know they didn't if they were no alive, way you like a lot of spares you like, got sit just in cellar you know room that had been boarded up we're like oh no it's full of bombs you know what i mean we were no there, way we couldn't go back to his house for about six hours you were just like sat in pub. it was like bizarre and then you know the bomb disposal came i don't know what they did they didn't explode them or anything we didn't hear any noise i'll say no pretty pissed later on <laughs> it could have been <laughs> no... <laughs> it could be exploding <laughs> all around me i don't want to know <laughs> oh but, yeah man they're still no out way. there aren't
0: they Miss Cirilla, Lulu Cirilla. Lulu she eventually Cirilla. said, "Yeah, yeah." She said, um, "They said it was loaded and very dangerous, so they took it away." And the next thing I heard was they disposed of it on Weymouth Beach. I'm taking it with humour. I never realised I might have been scattered around Weymouth. <laughs> you and your Shih He's blowing up this blowing things up, right? And then this blowing off in <laughs> right? Mm. <laughs> and right. I've got just a little just a quick story that cropped up that I thought you might like. We'll just we we'll just have a little little cheeky cheeky little quickie. I like that. Yeah. So a fugitive was caught after blowing his cover with a fart, right?
1: Hiding behind
0: bins and that Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so a wanted man who hid in bushes in an attempt to evade the police blew his cover when he farted.
1: <laughs> oh, I want to hear the fart. What type of yeah. little squeaker? <coughs> <Or bang. laughs>
0: a little Tommy squeaker. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be a squeaker. <laughs> yeah. So, realising that officers on the scent were closing in, <laughs> the suspect had fled into woodland near Harworth in Nottinghamshire. His location remained a mystery. Until they heard a noise. <laughs> believed to be the sound of someone breaking wind. He was arrested alongside another suspect, found hiding behind a fireplace in a nearby home. Which is oh, wow. you know <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so behind a fireplace. One of, yeah, one of the one of the pursuing officers said I was I was almost out of wind running, <laughs> but luckily The suspect still had some. (laughs) I I heard him letting rip and followed the noises to the bush. (laughs) So Nottinghamshire Police said a 35-year-old man was arrested after failing to appear at court, and a 30-year-old man was arrested in relation to other matters. (laughs) little scallies running around farting and robbing I know that. well that's the thing isn't it? you know what I mean you just think oh god I mean how stupid you have to be if you're hiding behind a bush yeah, you might be a bit nervy in that but can you imagine like, oh, I'll do, I'll do I'll just, yeah. just let a quick a quick, a quick one yeah, go yeah, I'll
1: do it slowly I'll be alright you know what I mean I'm, do, I'm sat here doing no anyway <laughs> I'll do it slowly he, easy does it it's sort all of like he's torn his trousers I bet his face you know if you can just zoom in on his face like you know the concentration then the chocolate it's noisy like oh, <laughs> 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 Fucking oh nice. I can just see that though, I can picture it right in wide eyes <laughs> oh
2: the golden great storm I never will play the wild over no more and it's no nay never no nay never no more Will I play the no. Never,
0: no more. So moving away from explosions and things like that, you know, what we need now is a possession.
1: Ah, oh, sweetness, yes, yes. please. Yes,
0: so we we're going a little bit back in time here, right? This is we're going back to 1988.
1: Alright, yeah, the 80s,
0: cool. And here's a, here's a headline for you. Haunted Toaster Possessed by the Devil.
1: Right? <laughs> cool, yeah. So this is by
0: Charlie Hintz from the Cult Fucking of Weird. <laughs> so, in 1988, reporter Boyd Matson produced a piece on the outrageous stories leering at shoppers from the tabloid magazine racks as they waited in checkout lines at the supermarket. Inadvertently he captured what is without doubt the greatest on-camera interview of all time. (laughs) For this segment, Mattson spoke with Richard Dominic, a reporter from The Sun, and later a producer for The Jerry Springer Show, who took him to meet a few of his subjects. There's the guy who was rescued from the ice by his howdy-doody ventriloquist dummy, the woman who spent years as a sex slave to extraterrestrial beings, and June O'Brien with her haunted toaster. I want to
1: this magazine. I want to get a subscription <laughs> to this magazine. I want back issues now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so June says, Right here where it says put one slice, we heard, I am the devil. Oh, sweet, so he's proper talking. She, ah. Yeah, she thinks the toaster's... So she's sitting at the kitchen table in Boca Raton Florida, with an inconspicuous white toaster in front of her. So if you have a little look on the piece of paper, you'll have a little picture of her there. I've got your picture. Oh, is that her?
1: <laughs> yeah! Well, it's <laughs> on flames! Look at it! It's the devil's flame! Or is it just burnt sauce coming out of it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, like I think it's, it's... in the
1: pit, you yeah. know you look at it. It's like the devil coming out
0: of it. So Richard, Richard <laughs> asked her, what kind of voice did the devil have, right? And her reply yeah. was, the devil had a very low voice. I'd say he sounded like Eli Wallach. Now Ooh. I don't even remember Eli Wallach. He was—he was the ugly in the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was Eli Wallach.
1: All oh, right. Yeah. He did yeah. he have a deep voice. He had a, voice oh, he's he, a
0: very good answer. Green guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> the one. That's the one.
0: <laughs> so the interview goes on and asked her, "Have you saved any of this satanic toast?" And yes, of <laughs> course, June had saved the evil toast. And she holds up a piece of charred black toast with the words, Satan Lives, seemingly scratched into it.
1: Whoa, this is? so it speaks,
0: it does messages. This toast is super, uber cool. It, isn't it? So Richard asks if the toast is still possessed. And June replies that they still have problems with it now and again and drops in a single slice of bread to demonstrate. She struggles briefly to get the handle to stay down. Apparently a sign that Satan is conveniently present in the toaster today.
1: Uh, no, and you just switch it on at wall. I do that all the time. You think, why not any working? Oh, I ain't switched it on at the wall. That's yeah. what you're going to
0: <laughs> So that then June, sort of like, she's getting a bit annoyed, so she's shaking her head, and she nudges the toaster a little further away from her. That's when, in the single most glorious moment of television history, the evil appliance belches hellfire. And that's oh, what you see. That's seeing, the picture. That's Jesus. the picture. And then after Whoa. after June had a moment to compose herself, the interviewer asks, why have you kept this toaster?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the one. You will not be eating no toast from it, would you? God.
0: So, and that's when June replies, well, Richard, you know, when all's said and done,
1: it makes good toast. <laughs> so she's still eating out of it. Yeah. It's belching fire. It's talking in possessed voices. He's doing messages on the toast that's so yummy. <laughs> I fucking love it. How good is that toast? That must be really good toast. I don't know
0: what you think, but all I want now is a a slice of Satan toast.
1: (laughs) Oh, mate, I want that toast.
0: You, you see, Because if you remember last week, we had we had some lovely sort of sardines on toast or something like that. Mm. And now all this talk yeah, of toast has got me a little bit hungry. So I think what we're going to have to do, we're, we're going to have to call it a little bit of a day in a minute. You know what I mean? And uh, and uh, yeah. And, yeah. and what we're going to do is maybe go have a little snack of something nice. You know, because yeah, those crabs are there. That's calling. exactly it. mate. we going to have a little bit of crab meat on toast. It's one of my favourite things. Is that? <laughs> but before we do that, I want you to just take a little bit of a little bit of a look at this piece of paper. If you look at the look at the the, the lovely chapter. The bottom there, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, Charlie B, the Charles Bronson, he's the best in it. He's He's the absolute dude in it. Yeah, yeah. And
0: do you recognize any of those shots? What he's, what films? Well, that's Death
1: Wish to the right. I'd say. The left hand side, he's still quite an older Bronson there. Yeah, he's so, he's still pretty cool, um, isn't he? He's still got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he so when he's got his tash, you can tell he's kind of like at the Death Wish stage of stuff. That's I it. I of... guess the left hand side would. No, I tell you what, it looks like he's shooting that toaster though. Where you put the oh, pictures I know up, no, this is know? it. Well, <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna put um, I'm gonna put pictures up of uh, of these particular uh, of all everything we've got on here, so you'll be able to go have a look at it at our Instagram page at Crack and it's Cove well worth Pod. It. Yeah, Crack and it's cove. toaster ones and belter. <laughs> So we're going to be it's going to be up there at Kraken Cove Pod, uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, it's actually on Twitter, we're actually at Kraken Cove. That's another one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the thing is, I'm going to have a little read of his his uh, his IMDb uh, account there of, of that chap, right? So who you are yeah. looking at there, right? Is uh, Robert Bronzy, Hungarian performer Robert Bronzy is a well world traveled actor and professional horseman with a love for the Wild West and classic American film. Bronzy has worked as a carpenter, horse trainer, musician and former military service member. Professionally trained actor at Maria Mezzi Theatre School in Budapest as well as a stuntman, acrobat and judo player. Robert wow. Robert speaks multiple languages including English, Spanish and Hungarian. Right, so you are not looking at Charles Bronson. You are what? looking at Robert Bronzy. <laughs> No, no don't. Yeah. That's Charles Bronson. It's, it looks like him, doesn't it? Oh and that, freaky. And that picture that you see on the right isn't from a film called Death Wish. It's from Yeah. Death Kiss. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So the question is: modding? Are we talking like two thousands or what? Oh, or is this,
0: this is the... this is this is all recent stuff. He's, he's an actor acting <laughs> now, right? Oh,
1: that's it. So the
0: headline here is: Was Charles Bronson reincarnated as this Hungarian action star? And mm. this is by Reed Tucker from the New York Post. So yeah. director Rene Perez was in a bar in Spain a few years ago when he spotted a Charles Bronson photo on the wall. He asked the bartender why he didn't recognize the movie it was from. And it was for good reason, because the bartender told him it wasn't Charles Bronson. Huh? It turns out it was a picture of Robert Kovacs, a performer at a local Wild West stunt show. Intrigued, Perez met with the with Kovacs and later flew in from Spain to California to star in last year's From Hell to the Wild West.
1: Oh, sweet. <laughs> what a what?
0: So began the unlikely career of the Hungarian Charles Bronson. So Robert Bronzy as he's now known has a second film Death Kiss also directed by Perez. It's an obvious albeit low budget homage to Bronson's 1974 Death Wish in which Bronzy plays a mysterious vigilante who protects a mother and her child.
1: Oh, I want to see it. I love the first Death oh, The first two Death Wishes are super, yeah, super
0: cool. Yeah. It's just
1: so good. Sick.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. So well the thing is now Charles Bronson's dead you see but he lives on. In, yeah. in Robert Bronzy, he, does,
1: he looks like a reincarnation. His hair, his tash,
0: his little squinty eyes, and that, and his build—it's yeah. in it. So at oh. sixty-two, Bronzy is suddenly enjoying a career in film. Born outside of Budapest, the son of a coal miner, he grew up caring for livestock and learning carpentry. And his favorite pastime was visiting the local cinema to watch American westerns. So oh, he says, "Ever since I saw Sergio Leone's 1965, 69 Once upon film,
1: a Time in the West,' that's
0: exactly it. You know,
1: I love that film, and it's Bronson's best film. It's, it is. It
0: is. I mean, it's it's that one with the mouth organ in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And
1: it's the mouth organ's the death rattle of a man dying. You know what I mean? That's the you know the breathing in and out of a man's last breath. That's what the tune is. Oh, no is it, is it really? Organ. Is that
0: from the, yeah. the? Is that the thing that in
1: the film is that? exactly that's the you know the bit where the inspired that um, haunting
0: score that... Um, oh, terrifying. I I can't remember his name. Right, so I've had a little look online now, uh, and it's actually yeah. uh, Ennio Morricone was the... Oh, uh, that's I always forget it, and I love his
1: music. I know. Yeah, so... He, he, so, that, you know, the haunting score through all of it, you know, there's some beautiful music through it, but there's a particular bit where Charles Bronson plays a harmonica, and it is the death rattle, you know what I mean? He's ah, going to walk in. I think nice. it's Frank in it, he's after Henry Fonda in his, like, in a badass role for a change, and he's he such is. a bad man in that. Yeah, he's, he's so bad. He's,
0: <laughs> well, he is. Uh, well, Henry Fonda played a few bad um, cowboys in did his he? day. Yeah, he did. That, that was actually. He was like a man in black for a lot of his his career for ah, for those things. I was
1: sort good boy, you know what I mean? Well, he
0: has been a lot of good boy stuff as well because he's got very kind of uh, soulful eyes hasn't he old he but
1: really pale his blue eyes but when the when he's been a mean man those eyes are yeah. like eyes of a killer. Well
0: just out you of know, interest do you done know done. what Charles Bronson's uh, character name was in that film once upon a time
1: I was... if it, I remember right. it
0: was nice I love one. that film Matt, I yeah.
1: really do you know what I mean I love all those uh, all of the spaghetti westerns but that's like a hidden one I came across late, like oh he's done another film I've never seen this. Yeah. Absolutely love it. An epic film I'd say.
0: Well um going back to uh going back to Rob but Bronzy, uh, he says he first realised the resemblance to Bronson at about the age of 20 and he says a dear friend of mine who I worked with as a horse breeder always said you look like Bronson, Bronzy recalls so I styled my hair a little bit like Charles Bronson and just grew a moustache like him then everyone just says that's it, you look like him it's unbelievable, absolutely yeah.
1: unbelievable uh, Similarity,
0: Yeah. Well, he, t- he went on to attend theatre school and began working in the European Wild West shows. And he honed his riding skills and began learning stunts, including high falls and fight choreo- choreography.
1: <laughs> I want to see Death Case. Yeah, I want to see... see it so
0: badly now. So it's like they're saying, apparently I'm what it is, uh, he's, uh, the the director says, Perez says, he's no spring chicken, but he has a lot of energy. And to this day, he yeah. remains very physically active. So can you oh, imagine that? He says, oh, I love it. Yeah, so the producer, uh, uh, Death Kiss producer, Jeff Miller says, I saw him pick up a big stump, wooden stump, throw it over his shoulder and carry it for a scene. So he's tough as nails. Yeah, man. Oh, this is it. She's back. Bronson's back. This is it. I mean, and people do argue this. They might turn around and say, well, he's got this Hungarian accent and all this sort of stuff. But what are the big, what are the big speaking roles Charles Bronson's had? He never really yeah, had him. Really. It was all yeah, that man
1: of few words, man right? of few words, and
0: and yeah. so now Robert Bronzy, I think, is taking his energy, he's taking his sort of life force, and he's carrying it on, yeah. and he's appearing, he's appearing in a lot of movies. So what we need to do is we need to get a copy of Death Kiss. And yes. But the good thing you like from this is right. So Robert Bronzy is actually he's filming at the moment. He's making a film at the moment. He's making a film called Escape from Death Block Thirteen. Right. <laughs> so what we need to do now is we need to uh, we need to watch Death Kiss and then we need to get a copy of uh, Escape from Death Block 13 and do a review on here don't we <laughs> oh mate please I just
1: super the first film reviews, yeah
0: Yeah, fancy you want now a bit of crab on toast a pot of tea mm. and maybe a sit down for a nice movie how about a western Oh, can we do Once Upon a Time of the way Of course right, we can, mate. Yeah, yeah, I've been saving um, it, mate. We'll it's a good wa- three hour. Yeah, we'll we'll warm up the VHS and we'll get we'll get uh, it going. And I think that's that's enough for us. Yeah. So all that's left for us to do now is, is I'd say say goodbye to everyone. You know.
1: Yeah. Take care, guys. I'm Benny, and, uh, and take care out there.
0: Yeah, and I'm Matt. And so we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Bye. Cheerio. <laughs>